That's uh, Brian doing his own version of theme music while you hear the classical intro that he himself picked. <laughs> so, once again, I am Paul, just here hanging out with Brian. What's up? And Christina. Hey, did you see one of our uh, oh, podcasts? Has, that was <laughs> sorry. extraordinarily Such rude. Such off there. <laughs> Hang on, we'll get to you, President Trump. Uh, what did you have to say? I would just hello. Uh, okay, that's it. <laughs> no, uh, one of our one of our uh, podcasts had nine views. <gasps> nine, nine, nine. We're famous. Ooh. Oh. Hopefully, Dr. I didn't go in there and cook the numbers. So. Oh, it was you. No, it uh, okay. it actually wasn't. You know, I'm glad to say that it was not. At least not on. Well, no, not recently. I've never clicked on one. Well, it's probably a good thing. <laughs> Most people haven't clicked on one. Although Brian did find a song yesterday that had oh, zero views it. on YouTube. That was the first view. A uh, gentleman who made a beautiful song for the uh, movie Mausoleum, classic 80s horror film. Uh, he had a new song out that no one had viewed. So, Except now now they have. I was the first one to view it. So, yes. I don't remember his name, though. So that's uh, I'm sure he's sitting at home just celebrating pop the champagne as soon as he saw it yeah. it's weird to think he would have no views i mean wouldn't you look at it yourself to make sure it's up yeah that is weird i mean why but yeah yeah anyway so still trying to figure out what brian does day to day but other than find theme music but anyway this is the usually serviceable hopelessly miscast podcast hear from your friends at gct we have gotten into Rocktober starting today. Woohoo! It is blessed the first. be. Yes, October, great month, Halloween, and part of that is we normally dissect a classic stage show, but and we'll try to fit a couple of those in this month. Yeah. Especially if we find one that's just egregiously bad, which there's a it's a target rich environment, but since it is October, we've decided. And Brian also was a we'll say the maiden voyage down horror film alley mm-hmm. still a neophyte in many ways yep so proud but, uh, though we're getting him there uh we've decided to review a horror movie once each week we'll call them horror not all of these movies i mean many horror movies are not horror filled that's true they're just called that so as a genre so we'll do some classics some that you've definitely heard of this one you may not have though uh we did a uh what would you call it? A shuffle? A randomizer. A randomizer. Yeah, Horror movie a randomizer. Netflix roulette, and we just picked the category um, horror and there you go. any rating at all. It didn't I have to be good. I was explicitly told last night after we watched this movie that we're never watching anything off of this roulette again. Damn, man. <laughs> so it got, it got the flush at your house. So, just a yeah. brief spoiler of how I felt. Yes. This one's called Little Evil. Mm-hmm. So... It was uh, usually with stage shows when we dissect those, I go through a certain number of categories. But since these are movies, I'll kind of treat it a little bit different, slightly different categories, but same themes. Uh, this was released September 1st, 2017 on Netflix. The storyline simply says Gary, who has just married Samantha, the woman of his dreams, discovers that her six-year-old son may be the Antichrist. The tagline, Samantha is his dream. Lucas is his nightmare. Oof. 
Sounds like the movie was some people's nightmares. That was exactly how clunky this writing was. Yeah. <laughs> Rotten thing. Tomatoes, the tomato meter gave it a 92%, but the audience score was 47%. Fascinating. With movies, I also like to see what Metacritic had to say, and it pulled like highs and lows. The user reviews, there was no score on Metacritic. The user reviews, out of 10, 5.1. That's kind of tough. Interesting. Because I mean, you can it, find some movies was, that are really bad to get a 6 or a 7. It was a 5.1 type of movie, yeah. yeah. So a comment from a user who gave it a 10, and the comment is kind of telling too. Quote, it was wholesome. I liked it. Well, there were some parts where I was like, okay, that kid is a whole lot of bleep. No, I'll move. But then Lucas, the kid, and Gary, the stepdad, started to bond, and it was just cute. Unquote. Okay. So that comment, okay. I give a two, um, yeah. <clears throat> not because the movie was a 10, but I fell asleep in the middle of it. User who gave it a three, quote, all the jokes in the movies were silly, except one or two scenes maximum. I think all jokes were directed to stepdad exclusively. Maybe I would like film if I were stepdad, unquote. <laughs> I give that comment a one just for the grammar alone, but... You can see where this is probably going. That uh, sentiment is absolutely spot on, though. So, overall impressions. Christina, we'll start with you. Um, I mean, it was really hard to watch. And I like watching a bad horror film. It's hard to watch uh, my, my darling Adam Scott stuck mm. in this movie. How did they get Sally Fields in this? She must need the money. Did she need a paycheck? I don't know. That was... <clears throat> possibly my largest question yeah. after watching this she's looking for work apparently. um and then you know the most important takeaway for me was that water parks just cure all evil <laughs> and well, uh, maybe that's why i'm so evil i, I just... hate water parks <laughs> so what about you uh -huh. brian um the cast if you just look at their names is pretty impressive for a netflix original movie yeah i heard the Almost. names I was like wow <laughs> yeah. um there's there is a troubling name in the cast yeah we we're gonna pretend he, he wasn't in that movie um, wah, wah, wah. but the problem i guess starts with when you cast clancy brown <laughs> you automatically know he's going to be the bad guy so yeah. it kind of takes any they were attempting a twist and with clancy brown being back there you know that their original premise isn't actually how the movie's going to end. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. Clancy Brown was the bad guy. Not the good guy that he tried to pitch him at the beginning. Uh, there's just, it's very sloppy. Um, it the, is all over the place. Yeah. A bit patchwork. Yes. Oof. The 40 minutes I saw. You know, Eli Craig wrote and directed it, uh, which is probably part of the problem. If Eli, you write a why? film, you probably shouldn't direct it too. Um. But, uh, yeah, it, it was not scary at all. No. Yeah. In it, the it, hands of Eli Roth, it's a totally different movie. Yeah. yeah. But even Eli Roth couldn't have made gold of that polished turd. Yeah, that was, uh, it wasn't, I mean, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's not anything I'd ever want to watch again. Did you guys watch Lost when it was on? Were you big Lost people? No. Yes. Yeah. I watched all of I, I watched it. Every time I see her in a movie, I get so excited to see <laughs> That Evangeline Lilly's acting prowess has stayed exactly the same <laughs> for all of these years. Man, she's the wasp. She Come is on. just She's better than this. As bad 
now as she was then. Just one beautiful note forever. Do we blame that on her or on Eli Craig? Yes. <laughs> That's the answer I was looking for. Wasn't was, wasn't like her first acting job lost? Yeah, I think so. Like yeah. she was really green during that, and like I mean, she just it is the same. It is all surprising. The time. She just was the able flattest. To... Yeah, how, how did she snag that wasp roll? Who who knows? But it it is always so mesmerizing to me every time I see her. I'm like, wow, she hasn't gotten any better. No, yeah, no. She's Poor very thing. very very pretty though. She so. is super stunning and uh, just not at acting. Just can't. It's like just she do just, us a favor, don't talk. Just can't. No levels there. Bless yeah. her. So here's the categories. Best scene. I'll start with you, Brian. Best scene of the movie. Um, the best scene is the very opening scene uh, mm. where you're like, oh, what's this going to be? Right. Um, I was intrigued at first. Yeah. Um, it's a great hook for the movie. And then it just the rest of the movie goes about letting you down. Right. How about you, Christina? <laughs> you um, going to say the end credits? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I enjoyed watching the birthday party scene and the clown catching on fire. That's fun. Well, clowns on fire. That's nothing wrong. I would with that. have liked if it if it had leaned more into that kind of campy place, since it was clearly a, a comedy horror film, and that's fine. Yeah. Like I like those, but I wish that if they were going to do that, they would have gone to a ten in camp. I agree. I thought it was that would have been much cool. more self aware based yeah. off of some of the early signs. Yeah. And then it was sort of like they couldn't decide. Yeah. So. But. Well, I think I know where you're going to go with this one. I'll start with you, Christina. Worst acting. Oh, man. And you can say a group or everybody, but you can pick one. I mean, it's sweet baby Kate. She just can't do it. (laughs) But that's okay. Maybe it's fine for this because she had a pretty one-dimensional role. There's the phone. Oh, hello. We change phone systems here at the theater. Get a lot of spam calls. So I think it's this telecom guy that keeps calling Brian. He found a new number. Yeah. What about you, Brian? Who's the worst actor or actors in the movie? I would say the entire supporting crew is terrible. Um, Man, they were trying so hard, though, weren't they? It's like they threw a bunch of comedians <laughs> together thinking they'd be funny and didn't give them anything to work with. And they were just uncomfortably trying to do jokes with yeah. out punchlines the entire time. Uh, so anytime any of them were on stage, which was unfortunately a lot of the movie, yeah. it tended to be kind of a train wreck. It's. It, I think that's a great observation. I will say too that I was, I was listening to a Bill Simmons podcast on the Ringer, uh, where he was interviewing Jeff Daniels, and he was. They were talking about Dumb and Dumber, and they said that Jim Carrey had insisted on not having a comedian alongside him in Dumb and Dumber, because they didn't want two comedians trying to outdo each other. And both trying to be funny, funny, funny all the time. It was better to have a comedian and an actor together. Hmm. So Jeff Daniels served as the actor in that role. And he said, I realized by the second week of shooting, and I'm probably misquoting him, but he said, Jim's got the comedy stuff. I just need to come along for the ride. Whenever there's funny lines, I just need to come along for the ride. Nice. So whether it worked or not in Dumb and Dumber, it's up for debate, but we're not doing that movie here. Okay, so back to you, Christina. Best thing about the movie? Um, I liked the part when it was over. Yeah. Probably the most. I, I said the tagline. Uh, that was my favorite part. Yeah. 
Yep. Because it could have been a fill-in-the-blank question. Blank is is his nightmare. Blank is my nightmare. Okay. It was my nightmare. The whole movie was my nightmare. What about you, Brian? Best thing about the movie? Um, hmm. I don't know. You got to look at Evangeline Lilly. I enjoyed looking at her. Yeah, that's okay, fair. Fair enough. Okay, Brian, worst thing about the movie? Um, Sounds like there's a lot to go ooh, around. There's so much. I will say the end action with the pit to hell opening and the cultists and then there's like 50 70 people that should be helping stop and they're all just a cluster why is this happening yeah that sounds like a horror movie trope just terrible and then like they all just magically disappeared it like they just went home They just the Sizzler buffet, I guess. We all just <laughs> leave. Hey, just that scene was a mess. It was a huge, just a mess, huge mess. And then I, you know, the like fire starts shooting out of the pit, and I like looked over. Uh, my partner was like, "Am I led to believe these people are incinerated now?" Mm. No. How did they? Okay, all right. The pyrotechnics. Yeah. Maybe it was a WWE show or something, dude. I just, <laughs> it was a mess. So just is that the worst mess. thing about the movie for you, or do you have another worst thing? I'm, I don't know. It's hard to say. There's so many moments. I mean, the movies that we are do going so sloppy. That scene where they get in the that. in the monster truck and like leap over the cop cars. I, there were several parts of this movie that I I looked over and was like i feel embarrassed watching this and that was one of them <laughs> like i felt physically embarrassed for the actors and for myself Ooh. So yeah. maybe so, maybe that scene tied with the end scene so it didn't taste tied with the you. water park scene <laughs> it's really yeah. hard just the to whole say. scene from the beginning to the end <laughs> yeah is that it's one just, scene yes i mean i'm gonna say acts one through three of oh three my stunk. god so okay, so this, this may I, I did find a little note on it. Um, this may explain some of the film. Uh oh. Principal photography began in September 2006 in Cleveland, Ohio. That's one problem. Yikes. I'm sorry, 2016. Oh. In Cleveland, Ohio. So you're in Cleveland. Okay, yeah, that's Boo. a problem. Uh huh. The film was shot in 25 days with no reshoots. Oh my goodness. That's a problem. Yeah. So it's like we got one shot okay. of this. Okay. Well, this every is what shot. we got. <laughs> yeah. Can it? Let's edit it together. Well, that's. Like, I guess that's a problem with having so many big names. I mean, they had some decently big names. They but did. You can't. You can't monopolize their time. It's like yeah. you've got me for four, four days. It felt like there Good were luck. just too many ideas too. Yeah. Like like we put a whole bunch of ideas in the idea jar, and instead of like just drawing a few of them, everybody's idea got to be in this movie. Yeah. I mean, we didn't need to play idea lottery. No editing eye. Or a randomizer of ideas. So, Christina, what's the most memorable thing about this movie to you? Uh, what the, will stick in your memory if somebody says "Little Evil"? I'll, what's the first thing? I'll literally never forget the turning point where they go to the water park and start having fun, and I was like, "This is so lame." I just <laughs> the. <laughs> I'm sure Netflix is thanking us right now I, uh, for this great statement about their mm, movie. Netflix doesn't care. They, they yeah, Netflix will green light anything. So you well, know, I've seen whatever. Some things they did green light. It's fine. They just they just want our monies. Should have been thrown in that um, hell pit at the end. What yeah. about you, Brian? 
What's the most memorable thing about this movie to you? Um, it's it. I would have to agree. It's the water park. Blood <laughs> is so scene. bad. Yeah. Um, water parks are bad. Yeah. It's just, just petri dish for all kinds of bad things. To oh, we love each other. Oh, I'm gonna kill you now. Oh, I'm not gonna kill you. Oh, I, I love you again. And it's just ridiculous. I mean, it sounds oh. like there from My the parts soul left. that I didn't yeah. see. It sounds like there was a lot of unintentional comedy that was not comedy. Oh man, it was, it just was unintentional pain. A rough ride. Bad script on a short shooting schedule. Doesn't matter who you put in it. Clearly, because they mm-hmm. had talented people for this. Yeah. It, it, not it's going to be terrible. Man, oh man. So, final category then, Brian. Let's let's bring it home. What do you give it out of 10? Um This is your Ebert and Siskel moment for the two of you. A 4. A 4. Yeah. 4 out of 10. I yeah, would okay. agree. That's ex- that's what I four was going to say too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The part that I saw, I would I would have said a 5, but I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, so. it got worse as it It got really longer. drops off on bad. Yeah. Sounds like it definitely would have been a sliding scale yeah. down into the three yeah. or four region. So, okay. Well, it's a good review there. Wolf. Uh, don't go watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, we saved you the pain. Next week's movie, though, classic American affair, The Lost Boys. Yeah. And Woo-hoo. we're not referring to the multiple sequels where Corey Feldman is going after that <laughs> check, baby. That are all available on HBO, but the original's not. So we came up short, apparently. <clears throat> so yes, The Lost Boys next week, so be sure to tune in for that. If you haven't seen it by now, I, there will be spoiler alerts, and you just need to go watch it, because <clears throat> I, I don't I don't know how you get better than the Frog Brothers and the types of stuff that's in that movie. You know, vampires suck, and all the themes that are in that movie. It was so 80s. The, sa- the shirtless saxophone player on the beach. Brian's going to get to experience all this for the first time. Oh, I'm I can't so excited wait. for you. Yes. I mean, it's trembling with anticipation. Okay, so moving on to our next feature. We're back to fill in the blank. Or we're doing fill in the blank. Oh. It's a new feature. So I have four of them. I'm going to start with you, Christina. Oh, God. So fill in the blank. Taking young children to musicals and plays in the vein of Book of Mormon is blank fun no i'm just kidding unacceptable unacceptable okay brian how about you hold on uh uh we were supposed to be gay joined by another guest today oh uh who is since i thought you said we were supposed to be gay for a second it's like okay you can be if you want uh but no people uh, at quarks think we are we were yeah (laughs) we always going together so it's very sweet sorry go ahead i'm cutting uh so yeah robin sharp uh it's time to cancel today, but she will be here next Friday. Let me guess. Next yes. Friday. Next so. Friday? Okay. Yes. Canceled. So hopefully. So which one of us won? Uh, you did. That's right. So yeah, we you owe a, me. A little side bet. Yeah. And I'm sure one day, I, I hope you can collect someday. Oh, I, me too. Yeah. Can't wait to tell you about it. Yep. Uh, so we'll have a whole podcast again, just on that. Bringing young children to musicals and plays in the vein of Book of Mormon is blank. Stupid. Why? (laughs) No. I was going to say... Who made this fill in the blank? Just not good. Uh, Okay, Brian, we'll start with you on this one. Musicals based on children's shows like Spongebob the Musical are... Blank. Does it have to be one word? No, it can be however you want to fill it in. 
Jor Blank to fill in. Are a great gateway to young kids into the world of musical theater. Ooh. And it's, it, I, I, I hear you. And I was going to say, I was going to add on the first one about Book of Mormon and shows like that. I've heard parents tell other parents that they take their kids to all those types of shows, no matter what age they are, because they need to experience the joy of theater. Okay. I'm okay. Mo- I agree with that to a, to an extent. There is sure. a limit. There, so there is a limit. The, the thing I have as a retort is always, okay, so would you also take your child to a NC-17 movie? And I'm imagining the answer would be no. It's like, yeah. then mm-hmm. what's different about live theater? <clears throat> because, you know, anyway. Because I would, the Book of Mormon, I specifically would not let my older son see when he was 12. I did yeah. take him to see it when he was 16. Yeah, that's probably fine. So it's like, okay. Plus, all kids are different. You just, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So for you, musicals based on animated children's shows like SpongeBob are? Delightful. 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 Okay. It's a good word for it. Yeah. It's fun. Okay. Let's start with you on this one. We'll come back to you again. Blank is the best part of the Les Mis movie version. The end. (laughs) I knew I'd get some pointed Dude, feedback I, on this one. Dude, I got some serious sass from my fairy tale trail kids. About uh, Les Mis, the movie? The other night, because I was just crapping all over Les Mis movie. And they were like, it's good. I was like, it's not good. You're wrong. Yeah, I was saying, never watching it is the best part. <laughs> yep. Never Don't having do seen it. it. Brian, same for you. Uh, I've not seen it, so. Oh, okay. Well, I'll so the say, best part of it is not seeing it because I didn't hear anything good about it. Yeah, I'll say from the people I trust. I mean, there were did, it what, was it nominated for Oscars or something. It was, I think. It yeah, was but those are jokes. But I mean, so like the people that I would trust, you know, like the people in this room that know musical theater were like, eh, no, don't, don't, the don't, only, don't do that. I mean, it, simultaneously one of the worst things, but also I'd say the only thing that I thought, okay, that's cool. I didn't love it, but I thought it was cool that they did it was bringing back the original Jean Valjean to play the priest. Yeah. I think they're like, probably... they fit him in there. Okay. Yeah. And I, I didn't at times, I didn't totally hate Tenardier being Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. It's fine. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I'm but... not saying there aren't redeemable things in there, but it's just one of those that I just, uh, it was a slog. It's a it's a really beautiful musical. Like no matter how you feel about it on paper, that the music in that show and the visuals in that show are epic and watching it in that medium is not Yeah. Just just no. I agree. We don't need it. So Brian, final mm-hmm. fill in the blank. We'll start with you. Okay. Audience members who dress up like Dracula for opening night at a community theater show <laughs> are blank. I think it's great. Um, if, oh, if stop they're, it. No, if they're into it. How dare As you. long as, I mean, the, the people that I know you're referring to. What if they get up in the middle of the show three that's, times? That's the problem. Uh, there was, <laughs> when we did Dracula... <laughs> We had multiple people that came in full cosplay, which is great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. If they want to, 
dress up and and do that for fun i mean theater should be fun it shouldn't be like oh you're wearing the wrong thing go home did they show um, up like that one with a cane and the cape and yeah the whole thing there was we had multiple people come to the show dressed in, in dracula type costumes and I, I think that's that's wonderful thank you for coming to the theater and being into it thank you, you know, for I just like throwing something in there yeah. to push your buttons so no i mean it's it's the behavior. If you want to act like you're Dracula in the middle of the show, that's the problem. That's, that's oh, no. the problem. That's, yes. Did, did that that person yes. every got time? Up and so every time, apparently, every time I went on stage, I was playing Dracula poorly. Um, the <laughs> no, you were uh, just hopelessly miscast. miscast <laughs> um, but uh, every time I got on stage, the guy dressed as me would stand up. And sweep his cape. No, and yes, go he did. Out the the farthest way that he could go uh, to the aisle, and then sweep around and out, sitting front row, and would come up oh, this aisle to go no. out that way. And then when yes. I would leave stage, he would come back in the theater in the same manner. Ooh. And this went on the entire show. Oh, he just like and, and watch. And the reception afterwards, strolling around with a cane, doing this. Yeah. Oh no. Flipping it around in their hand. I have many questions. Okay. So what about you? Well, I have already forgotten the structure of the (laughs) sentence. How? What am I? What's the audience members who show up? Are in like cosplay? Are awesome. I think, I think it's, it's cool. I think it's rad when I'm people just dress thinking, up for I have shows. it in my head of seeing this person that we're referring to. I would lose my ever-loving mind if someone did that while I was on stage, though. Well, thankfully, from Theater Memphis' stage, you truly can't see the audience. Yeah, that's good. Guys. But, I mean, if you were here on our stage... I mean, you would see this oh, going yeah. on the entire time. Which, I mean, or it, if you're, or if I was in the audience for that, I don't think I would have been able to keep my cool... Well, there was at least one person who is married to, you know, a guy whose name rhymes with Brian Everson, who was definitely not cool with it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I will so, say, look, we, we can. And I agreed just, with her. We can. People crapped all over my performance in that show, and that's fine. But <laughs> I will say the person I trust I the most, my wife, uh, thinks it's the second best role I've ever done. So that, I just crapped on the script. Yeah. No, you, totally. you didn't crap on me. But. <laughs> There were people that did. Yeah, you're right. I did. didn't see it. It, it <laughs> So to give you an idea, it would have been the equivalent of when you played Ula and a woman would be sitting in the middle of the front row. Yeah. And every time you stood up to do a song, they yelled, flaunt it. Yeah, I, like that. I don't do well with that kind of audience interaction at all. Like even with the lights on that stage, you would have known someone is down there yelling, nope. flaunt it. Every time I'm doing a number. Yeah, no, I um in a mm, red dress. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> so nope. yes, okay, that was fun. Um, so moving on, it's time for today's crazy theater story brought to us by I won't say our friends because they don't know me, but I found their website called NotAlwaysRight.com, and today's story is called "They're Not." on each other's tempo so the the, and it's from (laughs) colorado and someone says jerk music is what they say it's from i get a job as a music instructor at a i think this one you'll really catch this one christina i get a job as a music instructor at a small music school outside a big city 
About a week into working there, I get assigned a new student who is presented to me by the student's mother. Mother says, hello, this is so-and-so. She's your new student. I say, all right, thank you, ma'am. I start to take the student to the practice rooms. Mother says, um, I'm sorry, what are your qualifications? Uh, I say, what, ma'am? Mother says, what are your qualifications? I say, well, I've played piano for 14 years, was trained as an opera singer, and I have competed internationally in musical theater competitions. Mother says, oh, that won't do. You see, I'm a musical theater education major, and I hold the highest standards. I say, ma'am, I assure you I am qualified for this position. Mother says, I assure you, you are not. I say, ma'am, you may find another instructor, or if you desire to be so rude, you could simply teach her yourself. You're a music education major, are you not? Mother says, why would I want to teach my own child? I say, because she's yours, ma'am? The mother stormed out with her child. Two weeks later, we get a call from the same mother asking for the best instructor for musical theater, which they said was me. My coworker asked what I would like my response to be. I said I would rather try and teach a stick to sing. What? <laughs> That's our story. Delightful. Yes. I just, I, just, I, I wish I hadn't have told the story and then we could have staged that with cameras and sent a mother like that to Christina. Oh, man. Hey, you don't have to. Uh, you probably have to experience. Oh, God, yeah. I've lived many nightmare vocal student parents. Many, many, many. Though I will say, uh, under no circumstances would I ever want to teach my own child voice. That's a horrible idea. I do agree with that. Like, you shouldn't... I don't know anyone that teaches voice that would ever teach their own kid. Like that's... Brian definitely knows my children, and I would never teach my older son anything. No, yeah, <laughs> I mean, anything, but especially, like, with singing being so personal, I don't, I don't know anyone... That, that does that. I've tried to teach my son golf. That didn't go well. Yeah. So, okay. So now it's time for Christina's sexist casting call <gasps> corner. Yes. Is that the official name? That's what I'm calling it until she comes up with a name. Okay. Uh, I do have music that will underlay on this. So, Fab. cue music. There we go. Okay. okay. Oh, and you selected that music, right? Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to hear it. It's great. Yeah. Though maybe I should have picked something spooky for today, but. Oh, well. okay. Today's selection, I'm going to read the description of uh, the project first because it's spooky themed. This is for a found footage horror film based off of Shakespeare's Macbeth to be shot over the course of 10 days. <clears throat> 10 days, huh? Okay. Seeking lead role Ava, 30 to 49 years old, Caucasian female, unkept appearance chaotically beautiful one of the three witches of Macbeth a woman born with the gift of sight gives her soul to the heathen spirits halfway through the movie she loses her sanity and begins to crawl around on all fours actress must be ready to play her with the physicality of a female version of Gollum lead nudity required oh. topless full exposure of backside rate $125 a day guaranteed. Wow. Oh, what I'm not. Age. Oh. We're not done? We're not done. There's one more role. I'm thinking, I, I don't want to see Gollum. Well, you want to hear, well, you got to hear about Hecate. Oh, no. Uh, which is, wait for it. You Tell me what you think the is difference is. the same name the as the character is in Penny Dreadful? Here. 
Listen for the difference. Okay. 25 to 45 years old. All ethnicities. Female. Tall. Beautiful. The queen of the witches who hails from distant lands. Directly reports to Lucifer. Acts kind and gentle at first, but has no problem flipping the switch and becoming ruthless and cruel. Supporting. Nudity required. Topless. Full exposure of backside. Rate. 125 a day guaranteed. Actors will be required to disrobe at callbacks. Dumb. <laughs> Do you mean there weren't any male casting calls for people to strip and be at callbacks? Were naked? The, were oh, the not males? on. I'm sure there are some male well, ones on here. But still, I like the beautiful. It could have just said in parentheses, not ugly. Tall and beautiful. The other one, though, and the line that sent me over the moon was. Must be ready to play a female version of Gollum. Yeah, that's... Mm. As soon as you said that in nudity, I was like, okay, I'm out. Yeah. Macbeth? It's a a found footage horror version. Of Macbeth. There's so many things wrong with both of those characters. You know how much I dislike... There are so many things going on here that I... Yeah, this is just like a grab bag of sexist bullshit. It's incredible. Again, I don't know Macbeth because of my dislike of Shakespeare, but are those characters? Is Gollum and Hecate in Gollum's not, but I mean, they're trying. They're they're basing these characters around like the three witches, but they're making them like pop, not pop culture, but like classic witches, like Hecate. Um, which is like, I mean, I and I don't even know what the third one is. This is the clip I have of this uh, casting call. There's plenty to work. So that with, means there's uh, a third witch. That's probably yeah, there's a third witch, and too. then I'm sure, like whatever the male characters are, are on here too. Frontal, yeah, backside exposure. Like jump into a cauldron <laughs> naked. Yeah. callbacks. So do that, we know if this movie yeah. got made? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. So I hope to God not. Oof. Yeah. $125 a day. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> How much is your pride worth? <laughs> More than 125 a day, I know that. Oh, <laughs> my God. So, 10 days. Yeah, so you'd These, be uh, chaotically, chaotically beautiful cool. is also another one of my favorite descriptors yeah, that I've ever that's read. that's the buried in, buried Chaotically beautiful. Yeah. What does that mean? What does that mean? You it means you're beautiful, about? but it creates <laughs> chaos around you, I guess. I... Must be able to play a female version of Gollum and crawl around on all fours. Oh, Dude. wow. Yeah. You can be that, so or you like can be beautiful and tall. So do figure eight thing? <laughs> you have to do it backwards? What if you could do that? I mean, it's like does, a crab walk? Does that uh, cut you out of the idea of having to go nude? Well, I mean, oh, I'm, assume- I'm assuming you're doing it while you're nude. Well, sure. Oh. Sounds like human centipede type thing. Dude, there's just so much going on yeah, here. There's like, a lot to that. I'd like to see the original casting call for human centipede. That's what oh I'd like God. to see. I bet we can find I'm sure Tom Six has it out there on the internet somewhere. I mean, I'll find it before the next one if it's out there. Yeah. Anyway. Because now I want you to hear it. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't audition Why for things like this. Why did we put like that this? in the list this... of horror films? <laughs> this is rough. So yeah. that Brian had to watch it. I've just heard enough. I don't. Know that I, don't I don't know how much of it, it you'd get through. You'd probably get through the first forty-five minutes. It's the second half, uh, like Little Evil, where <laughs> it clearly goes downhill fast. Just, just in a very different way. As soon as you start seeing hospital hill. beds with three people in them, yeah, <sighs> it's gets. Uh, 
and there were two sequels made. Okay. okay. <laughs> Moving on from that. Oh god. I mean I feel how like I need a shower. So Brian's wild and zany dad jokes of the day. Mm. Cue music. Yes. Christina, <clears throat> listen up. This is for you. And I will preface this. The second one I'm gonna read today is the worst dad joke I've ever seen ever. Mm. So the first one is I, at least is a little bit too a little amusing to me. Alright. <clears throat> what did the police officers say? to his belly button. You're under a vest. <sighs> yes. I, just watching her reactions makes me laugh more than the jokes. <laughs> I mean, this is stone-faced, unbeautiful taste face there. You right. deserve a lot of credit for how many inside thoughts I just kept inside. Yeah. Well, this, this, again, <laughs> is that part of the this is the worst, <laughs> this is the worst dad joke I've ever personally seen. Oh, no. What's brown and sticky? A stick. <laughs> God. Goodbye. <laughs> tell these to, Goodbye. Tell these to your son over the weekend, please, and see what his reaction is. I'll have to see if I can. Saturday night, my son will be staying with your son, yeah. your older son. Yeah. Tell them to those boys and see what their reaction is. Yeah. Please. What? Yeah. Because I want to, I want to hear it. Okay, so now we'll move on to Jimmy the Cox's favorite feature because he sponsors it. The closing rants of the day. <clears throat> Who's got a rant for us? Because I have one. Well, let's hear your rant. Okay, my rant is about active listening. There are so many people in this world, and I, I'm mm. putting myself in there. At times, we, we all have times where we lack active listening skills, but there are some people who just clearly never practice active listening. And it drives me insane mm -hmm. when people do not practice active listening skills because it's, it's not that hard to listen to someone. You don't even have to be looking at them, but to look at someone or not be looking at them and hear what they're saying and try to think about it in your mind and interpret that into even if you have to say, which I, I have found is a good technique. So what you're telling me to make sure I have this is X, Y, and Z. Correct. It's X, Y, and Z. Got it. There are so many people in this world, in so many industries of this world, who do not do that. And I'm not saying anything about the debate the other night because that was clearly not active listening. But there are so many people who, if they did it, they, you know, it's it would make life so much easier on everybody. This is not a, I, I'm not meaning this to come across as a grumpy old man moment, but I, I just don't get why. I mean, active listening, you can be trained on active listening and get better at it, but it's a common sense skill to me that if you're paying attention to someone and listening to what they're saying, you're going to get it. If you try, that's really what this is about. Try to listen to other people. That's my rant. I feel that deeply, especially teaching. I, I definitely believe that. Which granted, those are developing brains. Developing brains are still like working on their social cues a lot of times, and some of us don't pick up social cues. I agree. Which is different, but I know exactly what you mean when you're trying to like talk and get something across, and it's just not landing, and you can see it in their physicality. When you can tell the difference between someone clearly just isn't hearing what you're saying, like, 
Mm-hmm. They didn't hear you because their ears are shot like mine, or they just, they're dense about it. Something's going on, they didn't hear it. But there's so many times I see people who will, you should hear exactly what I'm saying. It's not a complicated message. Oh, yeah. And not to pick on this industry, but I'll say like fast food. I am a purveyor of fast food, a, a consumer of fast food quite a bit, more than I should be. Same. I have never understood how it's such a, to me, if I always say, if I was ever hiring and I've been in leadership positions for call center jobs, for instance, and that's one of the first things I tell people is I give them, I want to hear how you actively listen. So I'd read them a paragraph and I would say, tell me back the main points of what I said. And it even got to where I would say, I, I would like clap my hands when I would say certain things so they, their brain would associate what I said. And you'd be surprised how many people cannot repeat that back to you. One of the sentence, sentences would be something that was like five words, and I'm clapping through the entire sentence. And I'd say, what sentence did you hear that I was clapping through? And one person actually literally said, I never heard you clap. Okay, wow. So that's enough of my rant. You guys got anything? Even if it's a happy rant. I have a, yeah. It's October. Yay. I do have a happy rant. It's October 1st and the weather is really nice. And I'm starting to do yoga every day again. Okay. And let me tell Ryan's you. Ryan's on Beachbody. You're on ooh, yoga. Oh, man. Yeah. I feel so much better when I make myself get up and do it. It's just delightful. I've gotten back into feels good to stretch. Running and walking the last month, yeah. and it's, it helps. Oh. Drinking water a whole lot more. Yeah. Surprising how much that does for you. It's pretty crazy. Just any physical activity. Yeah. Between uh, between that and it being spooky month, finally, I'm in a very zen yes. place. It's good. Brian, any thoughts for you? Um, There's way too many streaming services. Got that right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and they're it all jacking their never, prices. Never Hate fails. It. You're looking for one particular thing to watch, and it's on the streaming ser- service that you don't have. I'm, I'm living that right now. Oh, come on. Why is there so many? Yeah. And, you know, all the streaming, all this started because, you know, cable's too expensive. But now if, to actually watch what you want to watch, you have to spend like four mm-hmm. times what cable does. So yeah. I've actually out of control. personally gone back to cable. So, uh yeah, it's yeah, it's so sad. Like I told you today, I'm about to go back to Directv. Yeah, which I didn't mind, but I thought, oh, streaming services, just that alone would be so much better. And for, the service I was going to do went away. Yeah, for yeah, a while. And now the one I got has jumped their prices twice in nine months, and they've taken away the regional Fox Sports package that I used to watch Grizzly and Predator games. Yep. So uh. YouTube TV. So, um, <laughs> thanks so much, guys. I, and I know you'll say, if I were to call, you'd say, oh, well, we're in a contractual issue. It'll come back. Yeah, and then it'll go away again six months later yeah. when your contract expires. I'm not going to keep playing this carousel. So, whatever. The randomizer of what channels they'll show. These are the times I'm glad I don't watch sports. Yeah, I imagine if I didn't It's easier, watch... for sure. Yeah. If I didn't watch sports, it wouldn't be a big deal at all. Yeah. I wish I didn't watch TV so much and just read books, but yeah. I'm too lazy for that. 
There's this one documentary I really want to watch that's on Showtime only. And I have yet to figure out a way to, like, hack the system. You can watch it here. Oh. Because I have Apple TV Plus (laughs) and I have uh, Showtime through it. Looks like... Is it the Comey rule? No, it's Love Fraud. I haven't seen that It's a true crime doc. (laughs) Everyone's surprised. We're going to watch the Comey rule, though. Cool. I haven't watched it yet, but we're going to watch it. Nice. Okay. So, uh, that was fun. And like I said, next time next time we do a full podcast, we'll be reviewing The Lost Boys. We'll do a mini pod. Uh, at some point, Robin Sharp will show up in here. That's right. I'm calling next you Friday. out. Next Friday. Yeah. And we'll have a mini pod with her. And we'll bring some other friends of the podcast on this month. Uh, some by phone, some in person. And we'll tell some ghost stories, we hope. And some funny stories, we hope. And Brian will continue with the dad jokes. So... He is wearing his Mandalorian t-shirt today, which I think is yep. classy. Absolutely. So, keeping it classy. All right. So we'll talk to you guys later, and thanks for listening. Bye.